The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome. Today, I am so excited to introduce our guest, Katya Rave. Katya reached out to me about being a guest on this podcast because she wanted to share about how she uses her intuition in her life and work as a business coach and strategist and also as a public speaker. And so I was really excited about that personally as someone who just launched a podcast and is doing a ton of public speaking, I am really excited to hear a little bit more about her unique strategy for supporting her clients in her work and also how she uses her intuition in her life. So Katya, welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. So thank you for letting me be a guest on your podcast. Thank you for coming. And I'd love for my listeners to know just a little bit more from your perspective about what you do. What I do, what I do, what I do. Well, I'm a business coach and I always say then I speak three languages. I speak French, I speak English, and I speak the language of money. I basically (laughs) help service-based entrepreneurs, solopreneurs to grow their business to six figure and while really living the life they love. And one of the strategies that I do bring is not only we are in sales, but how do we use sales and public speaking all together as a strategy to grow the business? Beautiful. And how do you work with a client? Like if someone were to sign up to work with you, what would that look like? What are some of the services that you offer? So I actually don't offer 10,000 things, which is one of the things that I talk a lot to clients is we need to be really, really clear about what we do. So sometimes people need me for a long time. They're either at the start or they've been stuck for a while and uh, they need someone who's going to be an accountability partner, someone who's going to help them with their fundamentals. So we basically work twice a month together and we do this for either six months or a year. But sometimes what you need is just five hours with me saying, you know what, I just need a strategy. I just need one thing or I just need to put together my signature talk. And we just basically work on the VIP. We do a VIP together, VIP day, and we work for five hours. And at the end of the five hours, you have a, a new blueprint, a new roadmap. You either have your signature talk, if that's what you wanted, or you have the strategy that you need to do to grow the business and to take it to the next level. Perfect. And one of the things that... You know, I really value and honor and talk about a lot in the podcast and in all of my work is about how when we work with people and we support people, we help them to tap into their own inner wisdom and their resources. And I would love to learn more about how you do that because my instinct is that is part of how you work. Yes, very much so. One of the great start for me is really to have people discover what is their point of view of life. And a lot of time people are like, what do you mean my point of view? Like not on the business, not on just one subject, but how do you see the world through your own lens? What is the thing who makes you tick, who makes you mad? And what is the thing who makes you absolutely adore something, either on Facebook or social media? And when you really kind of narrow it down, 
to what is your point of view, what is the thing that Katya absolutely love, then you can make it about the business. And then it's very easy to be very authentic, to have, it's your own. So there is 10,000, hundreds of thousands of business coaches. But is there any who really have my point of view? No, because I'm unique. Right. And I love that. And leveraging your uniqueness and finding out what your gifts to bring to the world are is so critical because we always attract the people into our lives and the situations into our lives that are the perfect match for what we have to offer. That's right. I, it's exactly it. And when we work that way, for me, it's very easy to take that out, out of my client. It's like, what is your point of view? And now we can make you then you are unique. You are unique in your signature talk. You are unique on stage. You are unique no matter if you do the same job than everybody else. Right, exactly. So often we want to put ourselves in the box of what we think other people want and what we think you know, makes us valuable and then takes you away from what you uniquely have to offer. And that's what people want. Yeah, very much so. I, yeah. they, want, they want to see your, I mean, I know the word authenticity has been spread like so much and overused right now. And, you know, and I'm not one to use those words, but I, I do think that in this, I want to see what you're about before yeah. I hire you, you know, because we have to have the same core values, the same, the same thing we believe, you know, and, right. you know, believe it or not, when I work with clients, there's many clients I say no. because we don't have the same core. I mean, I work with ethics. I work with, there's a certain, certain things that I looked into my client as much as them looking at me as a good match. Right. I think that's important too, because again, like I know in my work and as a counselor, you know, my counseling work, but really also as a coach and everything that I do, you attract the people that you can most help. And I always remind myself that if I'm not the right fit for you, somebody else is. And we really want to stay in our own wheelhouse and in our own sweet spot and know that you know there are many other people to help other people. You are going to do best to have the people that are the best match for you. So right. I love that. And you have to be discerning. Yeah. 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 It's really important. I love the term authenticity personally, because I think of it more of a spiritual perspective and that when you are in your authentic self, you know, you're bringing your full higher self to the table. So I love that term, but I can see, I can see where it might be overused. Yeah. Well, I think especially in the, you know, in the coaching world, it's it's been thrown like, like it's just another word. And I feel like for me, it has lost some of the meaning and because I am very spiritual and because I use it in the very spiritual way, I feel like it's becoming deluded and, you know, but I'm like, sometimes this is the word that you want to use. This is absolutely so. And at the end of the day, rather, they're all just words. Yes. Yes. Very much so. So true. You said something else before that I love, and we've talked about this already in other episodes of this podcast, but you talked about how you help your clients find what they love and find their joy and start there. And I'd love to hear more about that because I think it's so important when we work from that place. Yes, very much. I think, you know, as I, so I'm writing a book right now. I'm actually, I'm, I'm almost done. I have only one chapter. Left, oh, congratulations. Right? And thank you. And one of the, one of the chapter is really how passion will not lead to a successful business, okay. but it's the start. We have to be passionate about why we want this and why we do this every day we have to get up and do this if you if you don't love it 
I mean, come on, you may as well go and get a job. You know, why, why do you start your own business? Yes, you have to find. So one of the, one of the things that I love to give client is let's really find what you're passionate about, but then now let's translate it into something that people need because there is the, there is the need. Sure. And sometimes with entrepreneurs, they have a tendency to do what they're passionate about, what they have a gift for, but it's not specially a need. So people don't want to buy it. And sometimes it's just like little tweaks. It's just like, oh, if we just tweak this a little bit, and, you know, and, it, and they really stay pure to what they love to do and, and good at, you know, and this is, yeah, I think it would, would bring a smile. This is why we do this day after right. day, you know, I mean, it's, there's some days where it's not fun, you know, and, and that's the reality, you know, the reality of entrepreneurship. There's days where it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, what did I sign up for? But if you're really passionate about it, you will make it. Right. Well, the passion carries you through, I think, the parts that aren't so fun. I mean, for me, I love working with people. I love talking to people. I hate taking notes, organizing, scheduling, and billing. You know, those aren't the fun parts of my job. Right. But the fact that I have an underlying passion for what I do means that when I have to do those things and I can't delegate, and I delegate a lot, but if I can't delegate, the parts that I don't like are so much easier to manage when you have that idea that I love what I do and these are just the the unfun parts. Right. And I think you had the magic word delegate. I mean, it's the same. I don't love to do the billing. I don't love to do, I don't do that anymore. It's, you know, it's like, you know, when I realized how much time it was taking me to do it and really how much it costs to take someone to, to do these kind of right. things, I was like, I cannot believe I slaved like Saturdays and Sundays doing these kind of things when right. you mean it cost only that much for me to do that? I, yeah. yeah, delegating is a magic word now for, for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm a big fan of making your life as easy as you can and as pleasant as you can. And of course, life will always throw us those curveballs and everything is not you know unicorns and rainbows, but the more we can have unicorns and rainbows and joy, the better it is. So never hesitate to make life easier where you can. Yes, very much so. I have a lot of people that come into my office and they're, they're struggling to figure out what brings them joy. What is their passion? And I think for some people, this idea of passion is, you know, almost like, it's like a goal. Like I have to find my passion and there's so much pressure around it. And they're so overwhelmed with this idea of, I have to find my thing. What would you tell to that person? How would you help that person tap in? So usually we do, we have, there's some exercise then we do. And, you know, it's what brings you joy. Going back to childhood a lot too, because I think like as parents or as older people, we are or more mature people. We are getting into this space where we forgot. We forgot really what brought us joy. So we go back to that. And what were your dreams then? And then we make, you know, we make a huge list. What do you love to do? You know, over the past 10 years, what did you do where you were like, oh my gosh, you know, I love this. And then we go through our strength and then we go through our weaknesses. And, you know, when we have all of this and we really see what we're passionate about, what we love to do, what our strength, what our weaknesses, there's a job, 
in there. There is a way of building a business around that. And it's actually, uh, people make it more complicated. And a lot of these VIP days I was telling you earlier are used for that. We spend five hours and at the end of the five hours, we actually have like, okay, it looks like with all of that, those are a couple of choices of businesses you can start, you know, because usually they come to me, they want to start a business, right. but they don't know what. And, and then we kind of pretty much have a structure for what the business is going to look like and they have a strategy to start. And you mentioned exercises. Can you give like a little preview or an example of something that you might use with, with a client? Yes, actually, I very much can. One of the huge, huge exercise, then um, I, I have it right here. I just did a, a VIP day. So one of them is, you know, the childhood wonder, right? What are some insights? of, you know, your nature, you know, your true nature, your natural interest, your passion, and, you know, you reflect on what inspired you as a child. So we go through this. So when I was a child, I wanted to do this when I grew up. That's, that's one of them. In this, in the past, I, as a child, I enjoyed like the places, the traditions, the, I mean, we really go through like, really everything and nothing is wrong you know this is the place where I really I give people usually like three minutes to answer each of these questions and then we go through what do you love what you know as you know your passion what what do you really love to put like some of the activity like one of my clients on that you know my past VIP she always wanted to take a ballet class and she's like look at me I'm overweight I can't and I was like you know what? There is virtual ballet class right now on YouTube. So one of the exercise, I mean, of course, she's not going to be a ballet dancer, but it's like, you can still do that. You can take a ballet class virtually. So on top of that, like we eliminate some, you know, some barriers were there who are in, you know, interested. And then we go through the gifts. What kind of gifts, gift do you have to offer? Like what are some of your best qualities? And then I give them a list of, you know, of qualities. And then they have to say yes, no, yes, no. And then after that, it's, I'm most, you know, I am most myself when. That's a great question. And then what makes me feel in flow. And then my third one, it's what comes easy for me, what comes easy for me that may be really hard for others. And then when we have all of those, we can kind of pretty much, you know, have an idea. And then of course we narrow it down and then we talk business, you know, so, Beautiful. but those are simple exercises. You I know, love that. And we do. So let's talk intuition. Where does intuition for you come in this process? You know, the talk, I have to have the person in, in front of me. I have to talk with them. I have like on zoom, like I, I cannot just do it with the sound. I need to see them because I see how animated they get uh, when they're going to talk about a quality they have or when they talk about uh, something that they love to do or sometimes they think their passion is something, but then they're going to talk about their passion like that. Right. And then we're going to talk about something else and they're just going to be completely animated. And this is when, you know, like I feel it in my gut and it's like, where did the first passion come from? Did it come off because your parents told you this is what you were passionate or you became passionate because of your children or you, sometimes there is some, like the intuition. It, it, right. Well, and helping people discern because some people think 
They think their passion, right? So they think this is what I should love. This is what I've been told I'm good at. This is what I've been told I should do. And guess what? That's not your passion. No. And we see it. That's where that intuition comes. It's like if they were just on the microphone, I maybe wouldn't be able to decipher that just because the tone of voice doesn't change that much. It's really the entire face and the, 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 the way that just, you know, go and it, it's really magical for me. Something we talk about a lot on this podcast is how we receive our intuition. And you're pointing out how different it is for everyone, right? Because when I work, I'm very auditory. So I hear in a voice and I hear my guidance. And I always tell people, if you want that visual, let's do it because I want you to be comfortable, but I could care less. So it's so important that people tune into what works for them. And That's again, true. you're obviously a very visual person and you get a lot of information that way. And it's, it's just speaks to how we're all very different. And again, it goes back to that thing that we said before about honoring yourself and tapping in. What are my gifts? What do I bring to the table? What works for me? That is always the best place to start. Yeah, it really is. Really. Yeah. Very cool. Tell me a little bit more about public speaking and what you do. I know you've spoke all over the world. I'd love to hear more about that. And I'm sure the listeners would too. Yeah. So public speaking. So I'm not a speaking coach, right? Okay. And, and there is a big difference. Speaking coach will give you a gorgeous talk and they will carve a talk for you based on, you know, basically your stories and, and, and you end up with a gorgeous talk. A business coach who teach public speaking, there is a purpose for the public speaking. The public speaking is really there to show you not only as an expert, but really how do you convert an audience? And I really love it because I feel like when we start in that place, the public speaking becomes about the audience. It becomes about them and not about me. So you remo you're removing really all the fear. You're removing the fear of me maybe stumbling on my words or you're removing the fear of me forgetting my words because really it's easy. I know who's my ideal client. I know what I do. I know what is my call to action at the end. What do I want to leave them with? And really, if I forget my words, well, I know I'm going to go somewhere else with it. And if I always keep the audience in mind and what I'm here for, then really who cares? And that's not the words of a gorgeous talk or it's just me. And I feel like it's becoming more like a conversation in a way with me and right. the audience and me giving them. And, and then you, you just remove all the barriers and I become very touchable for them. I become the person who's not only going to fix and showing them I can fix a problem they have, but they kind of want to take me home at the <laughs> end. You know, they want to either, yeah, and, and by taking me home, I mean like coming to my booth and talk to me or buying my book or they, they want that. They're like, oh, you know what? I, I really like, I, I was able to connect with her. Something was different about her because it's definitely not by all means a beautiful talk. And I really, for me, it's important to bring emotion one way or the other. Either you love me or you hate me. No one needs to hate you, but, but no, I get but you it. Know, like, but you're letting it go, that, that fear about that happening. Because it's not about me. 
Exactly. It's about giving them. And yeah, and knowing your audience. So I, I was just, you know, telling you earlier, I was, you know, seven weeks ago, I was actually giving a keynote in Rome, in Italy. My audience is very different Europeans than it is sure. when I did, you know, in October in Manhattan, in New York City, or when I'm going to go to, you know, Eau Claire, or when I was in Florida. I mean, I speak a little bit everywhere and I kind of really take a look at where I am even within the country, and who's in my audience. When you were talking before, when you first started talking about the work that you do and connecting with the audience, I got a very clear visual and a very clear intuitive hit about how you work and how you really make that intuitive energy connection with your audience. And you are, this is how it looked to me and I don't know how you're experiencing it, but it just feels to me like you're in a dialogue, you're in a conversation, both with their personalities, but also their energy. And you're letting the energy and the needs of the audience sort of speak to you and tap you on the shoulder and guide you in what to share. And I think that is so beautiful and so powerful. And I'm going to remember that. Yeah, no, for my own work. Very much so. And, and I think when you tune into that, then there is no need. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a very quick story. I hired a speaking coach and I adore her. Uh, she did a, a magnificent job. She gave me this gorgeous talk. Then I had to learn my heart, right? Right. What happens when the audience doesn't connect with that? You can't change. Because right. you know it by heart and it's memory. And this is the moment where I realized that this is not what I want. This is not how I operate. This is not me. This is not, I could see them being bored and I couldn't move out of that space. And my point is to get leads from this. I know when I speak, my purpose is to bring business. It's for people to really get to know my personality, get to understand what I do as a business coach. They know that I take them to six figure. That's what I say. That's what I do. Right. And you get to see by this personality, then this is going to be a lot of work working with her. She's going to make me work. So either people are not ready for that. Right. Oh, they are. And, and I felt like I wasn't able to do that with just a regular gorgeous speak. And, and it's so true. I feed off their energy. I see like, am I bringing it home? Now, I don't focus. Sometimes you're always going to have sometimes people who are not interested in you. And I don't waste my energy. And my intuition is really, really I have to be so on top of that when, when, when I speak because I can't waste my energy by winning them because then I'm just there to win five people and then I'm losing the entire crowd that I was really connecting with. So, you know, sometimes you just really have to, to really be aware on stage of, you know, what's what. And, but intuition is a huge part of public speaking. That is so powerful what you just said too, because I think, and I will share this probably goes on in my very own head. Sometimes we can sometimes get hung up on the ones that don't like us and the ones that don't connect with us. And that little bit of insecurity in you, you're like, I got to catch that little fish. Mm -hmm. And that's a slippery fish. Like you might have, you know, a thousand fish in your net. Why go after the ones that, you know, want to swim away? Right. Yeah, not that we are catching our, our clients with nets. No, no, no. No, but, no, but, I, then, <laughs> but I, really it's true. And it's usually coming from that place of insecurity rather than that place of wanting to be of service because right. you're not going to be of service to everyone. And what you have to offer is not going to resonate with everyone. It's not supposed to. Right. And it's, 
it's about you when you make it about right. that. You're like, well, I want them to like me. Exactly. And, and again, this is, you know, I tell all of my clients, whether you're a business owner, you're on a stage, you're on a podcast, you're on a live, it is never about you. And when you remove you out of the equation and just focus on them, I am here for my clients and I'm here to, to give them a solution to a problem they have. I'm here to help them. This is my job to, to take them to six figure. I, I, there's no space for me anymore. So then it, I'm, I'm super approachable. I come up from the stage and people don't think I'm a celebrity. I don't want to be a I don't make myself like a celebrity, like other speakers. I, I want to be totally touchable. I want them to come and say, oh my gosh, I totally connected with what you said. Like I need them to have that. And for me to have that, my intuition needs to be totally on, on, on track. Right. Well, I think when you go in with a plan talk and an idea of what you need to accomplish and the idea that everyone has to like me and this is my thing and I got to get it perfect, you shut the whole process of being authentic and connecting from that intuitive place down. And some people, that's what they want to buy and that's what they think. But I think more people want you. They want that connection. They want something inside of them is stirred and they're like, hmm, you know, maybe that is what I need. So I think it's beautiful. And I think it's great advice. You still have some, you know, I like, I have a plan. There's always a plan. Yeah. That's, there is, I always say there's an anatomy to a talk, right? And, and there's a way to convert. So the anatomy doesn't change, but my stories will change versus what I see in the audience or not. The stories I'm going to bring in Miami are not, it's pretty much the same talk but it's maybe not going to be the same stories. Why? Because the crowd is different. I, am, I was very different when I went to Miami to talk because a lot of immigrants, a lot of Spanish you know, speaking. It's people, a different vibe. Very different vibe. My stories had to be like more passionate story, things that I would have not gotten away in, you know, in New York City you know, to say. So, so it's the, the, the anatomy of your talk is still a plan. There's a plan, you know, and, and, but the stories change with, you know, with your crowd, with your audience. Now, do you think, is that something you plan before you go and you're, I'm flying to Miami, I'm giving a talk in Miami. These are my, my bullet points, but I want to use this story or that story, or is it something you feel organically in the moment? No, you, I mean, honestly, you feel organically in the moment. Right. That's your intuition. You have, your talk is, this is why it makes it, I never worry about forgetting my words, you know, which remove, and this is what I teach my client. When you really know your business fundamentals, when you know exactly what you do, who you serve, what are some teaching points that you have, we build the talk and my, your point of view, your point of view, nobody can bring that. And then you can make it as wide or as niche as you can. And you bring your stories. I mean, a speech is really storytelling. It's you telling a story, not about you, always about, you know, a client or the audience or something that happened and you know they can connect with and they can understand and relate to. But yeah, if I have a room full of CEO women, which it was not planned that way, I have to change. I have to. I have to. 
I know I've been doing something a little crazy recently where I've been giving a lot of talks with no preparation and I am not a no preparation girl at all. Um, but it's been really fun. And of course I work a little differently because I just do the intuition thing and I'm just basically channeling guidance for my audience and reading the audience as well, for sure. But it's been so powerful for me to do that. And it's heightened my intuition so much to get out of the way and just let that information come through. And of course, you know, you have some idea of what you're going to talk about because people usually, they sign up for something, right. but it's just been so powerful and transformative to me. So anyway, no, good it's really you. interesting. No, good for you for doing that. That takes, yeah. it takes a lot of courage, you know, I, I know, I mean, because that's what I teach in my clients. Yeah. Like, and and sometimes I tell them, I say, you want to go to an improved night? And they're like, what? And I was like, that's your homework this week. And I mean, they, they, they know then when they're going to be working. And this is why I need the audience to know that when I speak. I need to know that working with me will not be easy. I will challenge them. And they need to hear this in the way my speech is crafted. Because I want them to know exactly what it would be like working with me. And that's important. I don't want to paint a pretty picture just to have someone to sign on with me because then we, we don't get the result. And I pride myself that each client make it to this result. So for me to be able to do that, I need to make sure that I attract the right clients. That makes sense. So you, we talked a little bit at the beginning about how you help people build their business and find their passion and figure out what they want to do. How did that work for you? How did you find yourself doing what you do now as a business coach? Wow, what a great question. So I actually, I came in this country 20, and I, I'm not going to go back through the whole story, but just to give you a background, I came, uh, I was 20 years old. I was hired to come to work in some way for the hairdresser of the White House. So that's kind of how, how I came. I was one of these 22 people who came, uh, who were privileged to, to uh, uh, we were at 22 out of 500 wow. uh, from France who came. And so my background was hairdresser. And I came and I am the daughter of our entrepreneurs, very successful entrepreneurs though. So I knew, and that was in the, in the game. And working with celebrities and all of these great things was great, but it wasn't fulfilling for me. And, you know, in the process of being buried, got children and decided to open a hair salon. And that worked magically. The numbers were great and was making a lot of money. So I decided to go bigger and I decided to open a spa, 3,000 square feet, best product French product, best employee. Everybody spoke French, French music. Uh, really, that was my baby. After five years, we had to close the door. It did not work. One of the problem there is I took it as a failure. Suddenly, this was personal. Right. And I did not understand why it didn't stay. I was like, never business again. Went back to school, became a photojournalist. I'm published. I'm, you know, the, in in magazines, and and that, that was great. But then in school, I saw all these amazing artists who needed help with business. Ah. I was like, I can help them, but I couldn't face them knowing that I had this failure. And I was like, well, I can't help them. So I decided to take some time to see why the spa didn't work. Let's go back to the fundamental and find out why this didn't work when everything else before it worked. And that kind of started the journey. 
That was the, and I had the intuition then with these artists. I was, I want to help them. I'm good at making businesses. And I just had to take the time to see why it fell. I developed a formula. I figured it out and then hired a coach. And that was, that was it. Now I get to start basically businesses all the time with my clients. And, and I was really meant to do this. I, I'm a serial entrepreneur and, and, and I love, for me, the numbers are really uh, something that drives me. I really love to take them from zero to 100,000. And that's, that's the best gift I, I can give myself in a way to take them there. I never want them to feel the way I felt when I closed the spot. So that's kind of my, how I got there. Perfect. And I think failures are opportunities oftentimes, right? It's how you frame it. It's what you call it in your mind. Do you say like, this didn't work and I'm broken? Or do you say, huh, you know, let me learn from this. Let me figure out, maybe this is a sign. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe this is going to be the foundation upon which I build an even bigger empire. So right. I think and that's so exactly cool. that's exactly what happened. But you know, when it happens, you know, we, yeah, we not fun. I, you know, we just in the moment and 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 we don't I, and I think this is where we don't let into it. I knew everything was gonna be okay. I just couldn't see how and you know, sometimes your brain takes over yep. your feelings and we let it. I would have never gone back to school really if if I really would have listened to me. I would have just taken the time to say, hey, you know, let's be humble and let's look why it didn't work. And I would have found, I think, the, the same solution. But I needed the process of healing as well. And I'm very grateful for it now. Never thought I would ever say that. <laughs> well, it makes you stronger. and also gives you insight so that you can support others. And when we look right. at those parts of ourselves that are ouchy. I mean, that's what I do in my biz, you know, and work on those. Then we can support so many other people and we're not carrying our pain forward through our work either or saying like, I'm a master business coach, but I feel like I failed inside, you know, like you're, you've integrated that and you've grown from that. And that's what you bring to the table for others. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Beautiful. So we're just about ready to wrap up, but is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you or your work or any parting words? I, you know, I think one of the things that we forget is we so sometimes focus on giving. And I think let's talk about, especially as women, we are such in a giving way and wanting to help. And then sometimes then we forget then being in business is also means then we need to be able to make money yep. and we need to be able to make money that way we can contribute to organization or charities where that is really where we want to give. And I think that's, that's one of the, of the big thing that I think as entrepreneurs, and especially women, they, you know, they, they really, really forget. That's a really good point. I remember when I first started doing this and had some of those difficulties, one of my teachers said to me, and this is something I carry with me to this day, that if there's not an investment, like that frames the work. People need to be invested and money is often the way that people feel invested in the work. When you give stuff away for free and people don't feel that investment, they don't work as hard. They don't get as much out of it. And so a, there's nothing wrong with monetizing what you do because you know it's a beautiful thing and we all got to eat. But it's also part of that healing process and part of that process. You know, 
you want there to be an exchange. Yes, very much so. And I think even more during this time, I mean, we are, you know, we're recording, recording this during COVID. Yeah. And a lot of people feel bad. And I'm like, if you have a solution to a problem that people have, how selfish of you not to offer it. Yeah. And this is really something we really need to really come to term with and really let it, you know, let it sink in. I think that's a beautiful point. And to remember and value what you have to offer, because if you don't value it first, no one else is going to do that for you. That's right. Right. And value yourself. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. I have learned so much from you today (laughs) and I'm so excited to share this episode. Thank you. And I would love to invite you, you know, your, you know, your audience, like, please find me on social media every day. I put some, you know, some super inspiring thing. Uh, You can find me. It's Katia, K-A-T-I-A, Rave. Uh, It's Ravi, but uh, Rave, R-A-V-E. You can find me everywhere on social media. Beautiful. And yeah, that's where we can connect and let me know that you heard from, you know, from me here. And absolutely. We will have all of your contact information in the summary notes. So people can find you there. Yes, yes, yes. And I really want to take you the time to thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you for your time. And thank you for your intuition. I think this, this says a lot about you as a person too, and you know, your audience to, to be able to respond to me the way you responded on, you know, by my contact. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you gain strength, clarity, and growth from today's episode. For more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode, please visit my website, victoriashawintuitive.com, where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you, right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.